and welcome to the January 13th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on investment and privatization in Angola, green hydrogen in Cape Verde and Portugal, power sector opportunities in Cameroon and Mozambique, private investment incentives in Côte d'Ivoire, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news from Angola, where the Luanda Bango Special Economic Zone has just been named 2022's Best Special Economic Zone in Africa by the Africa Economic Zones Organization. The award acknowledges the zone's excellence, for which creativity and innovation have been key. Despite the international economic crisis, production in the Special Economic Zone continued to grow thanks to the reduction of imports, increased exports, and the attraction of foreign investment. In the last two years, the Special Economic Zone of Luanda Bengo received investment projects from Germany, Eritrea, India, Rwanda, Lebanon, and Angola, representing an investment of over 1 billion US dollars. During the Exim Bank Annual Congress in the USA, Angolan President João Lourenço announced that foreign investors who decide to invest in Angola will benefit from export credit guarantees usually provided by Exim Bank. President also stated that Africa has the means to respond to the world's major current challenges, energy and food, and assured investors of Angola's investment-friendly environment. Angola is privatizing 51% of the Angolan airport concessionaire Sociedad Storia de Aeroportos in a process to be led by the Angolan Minister of Finance. The divestiture model of a majority stake in the Angolan airport concessionaire to private investors, preferably international airport operators with consolidated experience, was already included in the global strategy for the Angolan airport system approved in 2020, whose goal is to turn Angola into an important aviation hub in sub-Saharan Africa. The privatization program is aligned with the National Development Program 2018-2022 and has so far collected 567 billion Kwanzas for the state's coffers from the privatization of 96 assets. Of the assets alienated, 31 are already in production, 34 are in the startup phase, and the process has guaranteed close to 3,000 jobs, a positive outcome that has encouraged the government to extend the program for another five years. In Cape Verde, German company Syntac Fuels plans to produce green hydrogen and synthetic fuels from waste on the Cape Verdean islands of Santiago and Boavista, according to a memorandum of understanding signed with the government of Cape Verde. Among others, the initiative foresees the construction of two scalable green hydrogen production plants with the capacity to produce synthetic fuels and derived economic enterprises, namely in the fields of biological agriculture, drinking water and irrigation, aquaculture, fertilizers and high-purity chemicals. On the island of Boavista, the project is geared towards transforming the island into a green tourism destination, which is in line with the government's strategy for the region. According to the government, the project is to be completely self-sufficient and will use cutting-edge technology. It should also greatly contribute to better management of municipal waste in the archipelago. As reported by Anaport, the state-owned company that manages the ports of Cape Verde, the Cape Verdean Islands expect to receive 121 port calls from cruise ships in 2023, which is an increase from the 113 received last year. The calls of cruise ships in Cape Verde ports increased nine times in the first half of 2022, compared to the same period in 2021, translating into a turnover of nearly 20,000 tourists. 
In Cameroon, the National Electricity Transport Company, Sonatrel, has just launched a call for tenders for companies that can design, supply and install high-voltage lines for the electrical interconnection project between Cameroon and Chad. The 514 kilometers of 250 kilovolts to be built will be divided into three lots, Nachtigal-Yoko, Yoko-Tibati and Tibati and Worosua. The deadline for submission of bids is the 2nd of February 2023 and the commissioning of electrical infrastructure is planned for 2025. An international tender has also been launched by the Yaoundé City Council to select operators to run a network of 141 buses that will serve 13 lines and cover 169 kilometers. Applicants may propose variants and bid for one or more routes according to their capabilities. Interested operators must provide information demonstrating that they're qualified and experienced to carry out urban passenger transport, having to provide evidence of recent similar services. Applications may be submitted by the 24th of February 2023. Cote d'Ivoire is looking to rebound from the COVID-19 pandemic with an investment strategy whose key reforms are lowering barriers to foreign direct investment and improving the ease of doing business in the country. While the economy has rebounded strongly when compared to regional peers, Cote d'Ivoire's administration is focused on increasing competitiveness in sectors with high potential for inclusive growth and value addition, particularly agro-industry, manufacturing, automotive, textiles, chemicals, energy, and other key segments. The country has benefited from reforms to the Investment Code in 2012 and 2018, which focused on straightening the investment environment, improving public services, and expanding the incentives offered to companies to develop human capital and boost productivity. Fiscal measures have also been implemented to boost key sectors of the economy, such as agribusiness, agriculture, health, and education. Over in Mozambique, the government intends to invest over $300 million in the rehabilitation of rural roads and the construction and installation of bridges. Almost half of this amount will come from tax revenues, including fuel taxes and road tolls, with the remaining amount coming from donations from development partners and international financial institutions. Last year, the Public Works Ministry rehabilitated 530 kilometers of rural roads and tarred another 145 kilometers. An intense to speed up the works carried out this year in order to enable the easy circulation of people and goods. Hydroelectric at the Cahorabasa, the company that operates the Cahorabasa Dam on the Zambezi River in the western Mozambican province of Tete, has signed a loan agreement for 100 million euros with the French Development Agency, which will help finance its 10-year rehabilitation program, Capex Vital. The EFD loan is complemented by a 22 million euro delegated grant from the European Union to AFD. The partnership will be essential to mitigating the company's operational risks and helping to maintain its position as a key player in green energy in the region. In Portugal, 150 gigawatt-hours per year of biomethane and 120 gigawatt-hours per year of green hydrogen will be auctioned in 10-year contracts at a maximum price of 62 euros per megawatt-hours for biomethane and 127 euros per megawatt-hours for hydrogen. With the endorsement of the Energy Services Regulatory Authority, ERS, the goal is to create a mechanism to support the production of renewable or low-carbon gases in order to achieve cost parity 
polarity between biomethane, hydrogen, and natural gas. For this, the supplier of last resort in the gas sector will have the mission to buy these new decarbonized gases from producers to ensure the minimum quotas of incorporation into the national grid. The purchase and sale of renewable gases will happen through a competitive procedure via electronic auction, on a date to be determined by the government by the 30th of June. The first auction should take place in the second half of 2023. Portugal ended the year with an economic growth of about 6.8%, which the government considered to be an exemplary outcome when taking into account the external geopolitical context and the increase in energy prices. Democratic Republic of the Congo is implementing several initiatives to increase revenue and improve financial transparency in the new year, including a plan to formalize the artisanal gold trade and amend the agriculture law to encourage foreign investment. The copper and cobalt-producing country is looking to diversify its sources of income and plans to expand income taxes and offer tax exemptions in special economic zones, with the ultimate goal of becoming a processing hub instead of just a producing country. Meanwhile, Senegal is looking to invest more than 806 million US dollars in a regional investment program by 2025. The project, called the Regional Priority Investment Program, is part of the Emerging Senegal Plan, aimed at leading Senegal on the path to economic prosperity by 2035. The goal of the Regional Priority Investment Program, which will be implemented in the Tabacunda region, is to lay the foundations for sustainable development based on the potential and the expression of territorial needs in terms of public and private investment. The program will be implemented around 17 pillars in areas as varied as security, education and training, health, culture, infrastructure, agriculture and mining, among others. In the long term, Senegalese authorities hope that the Emerging Senegal Plan will help to achieve a structural transformation of the economy's foundations, the promotion of human capital and good governance, and the rule of law. Over in Timor-Leste, the National Petroleum and Minerals Authority launched the first licensing round for the award of permits for the exploration for and production of large-scale construction minerals. The concession areas are located in the areas of Laclo, Lowe's and Lalea rivers, and pre-qualification ends on the 22nd of February, 2023. Lastly, in Macau, six casino companies have pledged to invest over 13 million US dollars in non-gaming activities. In line with the easing of COVID quarantine rules, Macau has renewed the casino licenses for the next 10 years of six companies, Win Macau, MGM China, Galaxy Entertainment, Sands China, Malco Resorts, and SJM Holdings, which have all agreed to explore overseas customer markets and develop non-gaming projects. This investment follows Macau's goal of diversifying the tourism sector and positioning itself as more than a gaming hub. We are delighted to start a new year sharing an achievement we are incredibly proud of. Miranda was once again acknowledged by Chambers and Partners as Lucifone Africa Law Firm of the Year for the fourth time in a row, making Miranda the only law firm to have won this award. Congratulations to Miranda and all of the Miranda Alliance family. And a special thanks to our colleagues, clients, friends, and peers who made this award possible and who have contributed to making Miranda the go-to firm for Lusophone Africa over the last three decades. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.